Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. And in season one, we're taking stock of Bentonville's outdoor recreation industry. Today, I'm delighted to have in the studio with me, Catherine Andrews, who is the director of the Office of Outdoor Recreation at the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited for the opportunity. Fantastic. Well, Catherine, let's start easy. Will you share your passion of the outdoors with our audience and your story and let us know what's up with Catherine Andrews? Absolutely. So I am a native Arkansan, born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. I went to the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville for school um, then came back home and worked in commercial real estate for many years. And then I spent a lot of time at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, um, first as a project manager in business development, helping recruit companies to the state, helping the ones that are here to expand, um, helped manage our state incentive programs, traveled all across the state, meeting with um, various leaders in business, in economic development organizations, chambers, um, local elected officials. So have a very good understanding of Arkansas from a business perspective. Um, And then... My last stint of time there started a new division called the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Development Division. Um, So really built the structure of that office, uh, managed all of the state small business incentive programs. And um, then I was hired to do this job. So I'm excited to be able to use my love of Arkansas and my background in this new office. So I also grew up um, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, kayaking, all the outdoors things. I grew up in a family that was very outdoors oriented. So I spent summers camping on Lake Washita, hunting with my grandparents. Um, So I really was instilled at a young age with a love and appreciation for the environment. Um, So I'm excited to use that in this new position. That's great. I I also grew up uh, learning to love the outdoors. My dad's big still to this day avid outdoorsman, spends a lot of time in uh, South Arkansas near Prescott hunting. Uh, We used to go hunting, let's go to the Buffalo River. We talked about this earlier. We would go sit at Lake Dardanelle for uh, long stretches, um, which was great for day one and great day two, but the next three weeks, maybe not so much in July. Uh, No, it was really, it really was uh, absolutely uh, fantastic. So you must have done such an amazing job building the small business office to get the opportunity to build another office. So the Office of Outdoor Recreation is relatively new. Will you give us the short history of that and how it came about? So there was a group of people within state government, um, some stakeholders in outdoor recreation, and then within the outdoor recreation industry who brought the concept to the governor. And he said, yes, I like this idea. This is great. Um, Let's do it. So he created the office by executive order in June of 2021. Shortly after that, the advisory board was created. um, And then I started and was hired at the end of November. So I'm in the middle of month six now. We are the 16th state in the U.S. to have a formal Office of Outdoor Recreation, second in the South. Um, So it's a real testament to the leadership of Governor Hutchinson and Secretary Hurst to create this office um, and jump on board the train. Um, So Arkansas joined a myriad of states leading the way to develop a central voice for this sector. Um, We've come to understand that 
Investment in Outdoor Rec is a long-term strategy both for economic development and for tourism. Outdoor Rec in Arkansas accounts for 2.2% of our state's overall GDP. So this office really will work to harness the power of this sector and the economy and work to grow that even, even more. That's great. So basically, you know, hearing about your passion for the outdoors, this must be your dream job. Most people dream of getting paid to do it. You're actually living that dream. Congratulations. Thank you. I love coming to work every day. Yeah. So you mentioned that you spent time in commercial real estate and economic development. And uh, you mentioned the the number of uh, offices across the country. Uh, how many leaders in these outdoor recreation offices have an economic development background? I am the only one who has a true economic development background. There are a couple across the U.S. who have some touch in economic development in their background, but most of them are uh, have some sort of background in marketing, environmental studies, or conservation, um, or have some touch in the outdoor industry. They were ski guides or river guides or have um, a background in tourism. So honestly, I'm the only one with a true economic development background. Awesome. So unique. Yeah, very unique. Um, So will you share with us then what uh, your experience and background in economic development, share with us uh, perhaps how that shapes your thinking, maybe even differently from your colleagues across the country? Yes. So it's great to have so many diverse perspectives and backgrounds in our little club um, of directors. And I'll say the there are 16 or so, 17 now, um, offices, formal offices of outdoor recreation, but there are many more task forces or people within state government um, across the country who are dedicated to outdoor rec. So it's not just 16 or 17. There are more and more that are formalizing an office in their state. But it's great to have so many diverse backgrounds um, in this little club. But What's unique for me and one of the main reasons I was hired is my true experience um, in economic development. I've been working in that field since 2016 um, and all of my time at AEDC, business development. Um, I went through the University of Oklahoma's Economic Development Institute, so I have a lot of knowledge from that. And then also from starting that small business um, and entrepreneurship development division. So I'm excited to use that experience and knowledge of state and federal resources for companies, um, incentives, funding, workforce development programs, community development programs, and couple that with my love of the outdoors and love of Arkansas. That's great. Well, congratulations on doing uh, OU EDI. I just finished it uh, myself. Awesome. This, uh, a few months Congrats. ago. Thank you. Now I have to uh, get ready for the test. Oh, you right? going to take it? I think I am at the end of the year. Awesome. I'll have to get to studying. So, you know, for our audience, this is uh, this episode's a little different than uh, some of the others that you've seen. Uh, we're going to talk more broadly about Arkansas for a moment, but I promise if you hang in with us, we'll narrow into uh, Northwest Arkansas and, and Bentonville as well. Uh, Catherine, uh, will you give us your elevator pitch for Arkansas's outdoor recreation scene? Yes. So Arkansas's outdoor recreation scene is unmatched. We are a state that prides ourselves on the abundant opportunities in our great outdoors. In the natural state, we have over 100,000 miles of navigable streams and rivers, 600,000 acres of lakes, five world-class epic rides, mountain bike trails, thousands of miles of hiking trails, over 3.2 million acres of public land, 
America's first national river, the Buffalo National River, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. America's first reserved national park, which is Hot Springs National Park um, in 1832. The highest waterfall between the Rockies and the Appalachians. Uh, Big game hunting, the only state in the U.S. where you can hunt both an alligator and an elk in the same state. World record trout and on and on. There are so many reasons why Arkansas's outdoors is incredible. We have made tens of millions of dollars in investment in our outdoor infrastructure. We have the best state parks in the U.S. and the momentum is still building. There's something for everyone. Come see it. That is a fantastic elevator pitch. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever add to that or do it so well. I got goosebumps listening to some of those stats. Right? There's so much to tout. That is incredible. I know that uh, myself that, you know, growing up, we spent a lot of times outdoors, but it was a limited number of places. And this just makes me want to get out and see more of Arkansas. One thing, you know, I lived all over the country, left when I was about 21 and uh, came back December 2020. And it just really struck me what a beautiful place this is. And in fact, at one point, moved from Denver to Memphis. And I think it was during that trip that I really realized what an amazing place I had left from the sheer beauty. Because when you cross over from Oklahoma into Arkansas, it turns into this just lush green. It's a whole new world. It is. You suddenly realize how brown like, <laughs> the rest, a good chunk of the country mm-hmm. is. And you cross that line and it turns amazing green and the whole state's like this. And I've invited people to come visit who, especially from some of the Western states who get here and they're just blown away by the trees and the greenery and everything that's happening and, and the beautiful lakes and rivers and actual mountains. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine a lot of people outside of Arkansas don't realize what a playground we have here. Uh, Many have experienced the abundance of sheer beauty of this place. All the things that you really mentioned, the wide range of landscapes, uh, especially for this part of the country, and sort of the plethora of outdoor activities available here. And, And I think there was also a time when people probably didn't even think about this part of the country when they thought about outdoors. Uh, If you weren't close by and you thought outdoors, you were thinking, you know, the Rockies or the Pacific Northwest or the Carolinas, maybe the Virginias, but things have changed. And what I'm finding is people are coming to visit here and then they move here. Uh, And so, you know, we really offer, have some unique offerings here in the middle of the country. So tourism has become more than tourism. It's now it's talent attraction. Uh, and putting on your economic development hat and thinking about the time we live in right now, uh, what's your take on that? So I kind of look back to my days at AEDC. Um, often we'd find one of the hardest challenges would be for recruiting companies would be um, actually getting someone from the company to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we actually got them here, then they said, okay, now I understand. It makes sense to me. Um, there's an incredible opportunity, I think, in our history as a state right now to capitalize on attracting new companies and workers to the state by leveraging our natural assets. Mm -hmm. That's great. How is this changing how businesses make expansion or relocation decisions, how they even consider Arkansas? So today, one of the biggest driving forces for companies when they're making location decisions is workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the others are business friendliness, cost of doing business, cost of living, proximity to suppliers and consumers. Fortunately for us, we have all of those things. 
Um, we are one of the most business-friendly states in the U.S. We are located smack dab in the middle of the country. So that helps when you're talking about distribution, logistics, supply chain. Um, and we have a very diverse industry in Arkansas. So we have all of those factors working for us. Uh, many companies are switching to fully remote or a hybrid model of workforce. And so when you start to talk about workforce being one of the number one factors, it's becoming increasingly more important for companies to look at quality of life amenities in their location decisions. Because 50 years ago, when people were moving, they were moving for work. Now, when people are moving, they're moving for quality of life and then work they find after that. So that is increasingly, be, increasingly becoming more and more an important decision factor. Yeah, it's changing, I think, how we recruit businesses and how we think about it. Uh, you know, as you said, people are now working, moving for quality of life and, and businesses really are making decisions based on where their workforce is. Uh, we're working with more and more companies who are hiring remote workers and not necessarily opening up an office first. Uh, and so that's been an interesting uh, process uh, to work through and helping them figure out who they can hire locally. And then the office comes later, mm -hmm. which seems a, a bit reversed from where things used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it also helps uh, sort of diversify the uh, types of workers that we have. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Right. You know, in your role, you have this fantastic opportunity to help the whole state, state see how they can really work together, especially as you think about uh, outdoor recreation. I mean, I feel like here in Northwest Arkansas, for example, that we can help the rest of the state, you know, figure out how to really capitalize on mountain biking trails. And I'm certain that there's a thing or two we can use, we can learn from the rest of the state as well. Will you share how you're helping pull this whole state together in that way? Yeah, there's a couple of things that are in the works now that I'm excited to talk about. Um, so very soon we'll be rolling out social media, website, newsletter. On the website, we plan to have an interactive asset map tool um, that will allow a user to see all of our outdoor rec assets across the state. So they'll be able to go to a map of the state and click on an activity and then overlay that with campsites or restaurants or other lodging amenities, and they'll be able to start planning their trip. So that will connect all of our state in that way. It'll be great to show what we have, but also great to show what we're missing and what opportunities there are for growth. Then we're planning to build an OutDirect business directory that will have a mapping component. So it'll pull all of those OutDirect companies together. I'll also be working to support and promote efforts from groups like Arkansas Game and Fish, the Nature Conservancy, Arkansas Economic Development Commission, Arkansas Natural Heritage Commission, all of these big stakeholder groups that are already touching outdoor recreation in some way. I'm going to be working with them all. So when it comes to economic development, it's important to now understand that outdoor rec is a powerful economic driver. So it's imperative to... to to the success of the outdoor economy in Arkansas that we all work together. So this office is going to act as the glue in that endeavor. That's great. Yeah, very much. I, I remember a time growing up when you thought of towns that had a focus on tourism and maybe it was because it was only a focus on tourism as being, I don't know, poor, right? That you went there and you visited and after some time the season ended and everybody went home. 
but now it very much is an economic driver. I mean, I'm just thinking about mountain biking here in Northwest Arkansas is delivering almost a couple hundred million dollars a year of economic impact. It's it's incredible to think that just this one activity delivers that. And there's, I think, so many more opportunities coming like, you know, we've got a great climbing scene and there's a real opportunity for that to just explode. There's, as you mentioned, rivers and streams and great places to do paddle boarding and so on outside of, and my poor listeners, uh, I've said this a million times, so they might be tired of hearing it, but outside of snow and the ocean, we've got everything. We have everything. Yeah. And are the only place in the country, in the middle of the country that has everything. That's right. Which is exciting. We have a very diverse landscape, which lends itself to a very diverse offering of outdoor rec opportunities. Yeah, so I promised our listeners we talk more about Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville. Before we really make that transition, I have to ask, what's your favorite city in Arkansas and why is it Bentonville? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, can you tell me about some of your favorite outdoor destinations uh, in Arkansas? So my family leases land near Hot Springs, um, and I have a lot of formative memories there. I went on my first deer hunt, I got my first deer there. Uh, I went on my first turkey hunt. I spent a lot of time growing up in that in that little pocket of woods, exploring, sitting around the campfire with family. So that little spot right outside of Hot Springs will always have a special place in my heart. But uh, my husband and I spend a lot of time traveling across the state, finding new camping spots and paddling spots. And um, so I'm constantly finding new favorite gems to add to my list. Yeah. Hot Springs has some beautiful lakes. Yes. Uh, I always loved going to Lake Washington and DeGray and then the one nobody remembers is there, Catherine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Also a great lake. Spelled with a C though. Yes. Right. So when it comes to outdoor recreation opportunities, what do you see as Northwest Arkansas's competitive advantage? There are a ton of competitive advantages. I would add an S to that. So you are an hour or so away from the Buffalo National River. You've got the Razorback Greenway, the investments in the University of Arkansas and the Greenhouse Outdoor Rec Program, um, the investments that higher ed has made into outdoor recreation, uh, some of the workforce programs that Northwest Arkansas Community College has. Of course, mountain biking, the mountain biking capital of the world, the cyclocross events, all of these big events that are coming in. You have investments by um, philanthropic groups. You have five state parks up in Northwest Arkansas, um, tons of lakes, Beaver Lake, Lake Sequoia, Lake Weddington. You've got investments by Game and Fish, the Nature Centers, um, the Oz Trails, public, tons of public land, the Whitewater Park that is straddling the yeah. Oklahoma border. Um, so there are a ton of competitive advantages. I can go on and on. Oh, gosh, more goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you were in my shoes thinking about the greater Bentonville area and thinking about visitors and, and workers who may consider coming here, um, what would your pitch be to them? I would start by talking about all of those points that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. All of those competitive advantages are things that you can tout. But then also adding on some of the points that I mentioned earlier about the state as a whole. Our central location, our business friendliness, our cost of living, cost of doing business, investments in our quality of life and quality mm -hmm. of place, and then match that with all of our outdoor rec opportunities. You can't go wrong. 
this is, sounds like there's going to be a lot of crossover to my next question for you then. Uh, made myself a couple of notes here on it, but thinking uh, more specifically about businesses, uh, considering Bill's uh, workforce and its world-leading expertise in supply chain, in particular logistics, business analytics, really in business enablement, the global connections we have, the central location in the U.S. that you mentioned, but adding to that are burgeoning arts, culinary, uh, overall cultural scene, even things like aviation, the mountain biking capital of the world. Now, I have my list that goes on and on, but, you know, our proximity to the widest range of outdoor activities available in this uh, part of the country. Uh, if you were in my shoes as an economic developer, how would you uh, be talking with business leaders about having some sort of presence here? There's something special happening here. Bentonville is a community that cares deeply about its people and about creating the sense of place that draws companies in. So if you look at the investments being made by the philanthropic groups, large corporate organizations and others, that only just becomes even more clear. Northwest Arkansas is one of the fastest growing metros in the U.S. So that coupled with the investments being made into the community, again, our state's location and business friendliness, um, that choice to me would be a no-brainer to move here. Yeah, so I feel almost silly asking this next question now because we've touched on a lot of it, but what if it was an outdoor recreation business? What would you be saying to those businesses in particular? So you've got a population of people in outdoor recreation who want to try your product. This is the perfect place for product testing uh, product marketing, you have an incredible consumer base already that's right here. Um, you've also got an amazing company base, a lot of people to network with, learn from. Um, so you've got both of those things coupled with being able to go right out your back door and go mountain biking or hiking yeah. yourself. Yeah. So uh, we're both native Arkansans. Uh, you know, I grew up also in Little Rock, uh, by the way, moved away, went all over the country. Finally came home, December of 2020. We're never leaving, period. Good. Um, I'd love to hear your perspectives on, uh, you know, in your lifetime and in particular the last 10 years, how Arkansas and Northwest Arkansas and even Bentonville, uh, in your experience, how that's really changed. I think as a state, we have become so much more connected. I love to tout that Arkansas gets along we, we get along really well with each other. We try to help each other succeed. More efforts are being made collaboratively, regionally, um, and we're becoming more and more a destination state. Word is getting out about how great we are. It's not a secret anymore. It's, it's becoming a, we are becoming a globally recognized brand. Wow. Yeah, I, I, when I left Arkansas, I left and was never coming back. <laughs> Because in those days, you that's kind of what you did. Uh, it was quite some time ago, but that's kind of what you did. You left and you made your way in the world and you came back to visit family. Mm -hmm. But when we, when my family and I decided to start looking for that place, sort of our last stop, Northwest Arkansas just kept coming up on our radar over and over and over again. And we realized after I made a couple of trips, we made some trips up and we were already coming up for football. Uh, but we realized just how powerful this place was, what what's happening here. And that we had, it became uh, no longer where are we looking, but it's, this is the place we had to be, period. And so we, then we had to figure out how to get here. And and I hear that story from people over and over too, that yeah. they discovered in that way. And now it's becoming cool 
after graduating college or high school to stay in Arkansas yeah. instead of moving out and then coming back. Now it's cool nowadays to, to stay here to find work yeah. right after college. Absolutely. Well, I imagine we're going to be doing a lot more work together over the next few years. And uh, I can't wait to see, you know, what happens. Uh, what's the, what are the next five years for you in the Office of Outdoor Recreation look like as you build this thing? Yeah. So my overall goal is that this office become the one-stop shop for all things outdoor recreation, a gathering place for knowledge, information, resources. So I'm actively working with the advisory board to finalize a strategic plan. But what you'll see in this first year is the structure around the office being built. Um, Again, like I said, we'll have website, newsletter, social media, um, on the website, business directory, asset map tool. We've got a couple things in the works, an economic impact study and a public health and wellness study, which will be kind of a one-two punch of information that will help solidify why outdoor recreation is important, why we need to be investing our time, our money, our resources into growing this sector of the economy. Um, I hope to promote more people of diverse backgrounds to get more people outside, more people engaged with the outdoors. And there's also going to be a lot of collaboration with stakeholders and becoming the go-to source for all things outdoor rec. Um, The first office was created in 2013 in Utah, and they are now their own department with lots of people. So, you know, there is there are a lot of opportunities for growth, a lot of models across the U.S. where this office has grown into much more than just one person and, and an advisory board. Um, so hopefully one day we will look something like that. Amazing. I can't wait to see it. Uh, you said a couple of things that sort of stood out. Uh, one that I've seen as a trend line uh, through some of the uh, interviews that we've done here on the Bentonville Beacon podcast, and that is this discussion of accessibility and increasing the diversity of folks tapping into our outdoor ecosystem and how a place like this is just built absolutely for that. How even, you know, just even thinking about things as simple as making the outdoors inviting, making mountain bike inviting, uh, mountain biking, uh, inviting. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I forgot what the other thing was, you know, as you get older, two things happen, you start forgetting things. And I can't remember what the other <laughs> one was. All right. As we start wrapping up before I ask you the last question, uh, Catherine, uh, will you tell our audience how to reach you and the office of outdoor recreation? Yes, they can reach me at my email, which is Catherine, K-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, dot andrews at arkansas.gov or by phone, which is 501-682-6829. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. So here's a surprise question for you. I gave you some hints as to the things I was going to ask, but uh, this one I saved because it's not related to much of anything. If you had a superpower and that superpower came with a limitation, what would it be? And I'll give you an example while you think about it. My superpower would be that if I'm watching a sporting event and I wanted to be there, I can pick up my remote, press a button. It takes me into the sporting event. Now, what's the limitation, you say? And my limitation would be that it would pull somebody not of my choosing into the event with me and that that person would really just hate sports and the entire time would complain about it. Oh, man, that's good. I, okay, the first thing that popped into my head would be the ability to 
eat as much food as I want and never get fat. I love it. I can crush a couple boxes of macaroni and cheese all by myself and then, you know, not feel very good. But if I had the ability to do that and eat like six boxes of macaroni and cheese, then I would do it every day. So my limitation would be, man, I'd have to put something on there. So maybe having to be allergic to some kind of food, which I'm currently not. So right. I don't know what that would be. I hope it's not allergic to vegetables. cheese. Oh, vegetables. Everybody should yeah, be allergic cheese. to vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Catherine, thank you so much for uh, spending time with me and our audience today. Really appreciate it. I'm glad we got the opportunity to to learn so much more about your office uh, and you. And to our audience, if you like what you heard, hit subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast player and uh, come back next week to learn more about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want, less of what you don't. And in the meantime, visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to learn more. Thanks. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.